Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Zayer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. We are excited to continue this month with Step 11, Passion. And tonight we are going to be talking about hoarding risk. And I love the word hoarding because it is a word that people don't use anymore. And yet I love it so much more than dating. So I am (laughs) Kelly Fox and I am one half of Fearless Generations. But tonight you're getting just me. And uh, we've had a fun week of family reunions. Uh, my sister uh, Stacy came from Washington. My brother Kent came down from uh, Oakland. And uh, my grandma from Arizona has been here for a couple of weeks. And so we, oh, and my niece is here from Florida with her brand new husband and baby. So we um, have had a few um, really fun-packed days, and Terry is in the middle of it all still. But we do have an amazing guest coach on the call with me tonight, and I'm excited to have you meet her. So please welcome Carla Frank. How are you doing tonight, Carla? I am doing great, and I am so excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me, Kelly. Yes, of course. We love inviting all of the our favorite coaches that we meet in our different um, opportunities of networking, and we're excited to have you on. I so am super, Carla, super excited to be here. Yes, yay. So why don't you um, introduce yourself to our audience, let them know what it is you do and who you serve. Awesome. My name is Carla Frank, and I am the founder of Women in Motion, We Run the World. I like to call myself the chief adventure mentor of We Run the World (laughs) because we are a group of ladies getting and staying active later in life so that we can age gracefully and make the most of all of our time here on this earth. I love it. I love it, love it. And I, uh, well, I was able to get in on some of Carla's uh, walks. Um, Now that it's gotten hotter and school has started, it doesn't always happen, but um, she has uh, great opportunities for anyone Uh, to come out and learn about how they're moving and is it best for their body and as well as getting encouragement and support in moving their body more. So I love the work that Carla is doing and I get involved as much as I can. Well, we love having you, Kelly. And just a reminder (laughs) that it doesn't have to hurt. And if it hurts, you can learn ways to make it hurt less And our goal is for everyone to be moving pain-free. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, So we're going to be talking, we're talking passion, right, this month. And so I'd love for you to 
tell me, what does passion mean to you? Well, it's really funny that I'm passionate about movement because I'm the kid who failed PE. I was the kid who never showed up, never wanted to move, never wanted to participate. And when my husband left me shortly before my 40th birthday, I started walking for mental health. And since then, I have become passionate about moving because it completely changed my life. I am a completely different person today than I was then and than I would have been if I hadn't found movement and running and walking and hiking and cycling and all the other things I do to stay active. So I am passionate about helping people find their inner athlete because you don't need talent. I always thought that only talented people were athletic and did outdoorsy stuff. And it turns out that's not the case. All you need is a desire to get out there. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I can definitely feel uh, the passion in your voice that you have for uh, what it is that you do and your mission to support women. And Carla, how many how many medals do you have on your on your wall of all the different uh, marathons that you've participated in? Close to 150 medals from marathons, half marathons, 10Ks, 5Ks, and even triathlons. Unbelievable. I love it. I have one from a 5K that I did, and I treasure it very much. It's up on my wall and reminds me that all things are possible. So very true. And I actually even have a medal holder on my wall, two of them actually. One says believe, because that's the word that got me through the very first race. And the second Mm -hmm. one says always earned, never given. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And so our topic tonight is risk is courted. And I, as I was saying before, I love this concept of courting risk um, because it's, you know, it's, it's trying it out. It's seeing if we like it, seeing if we want to hang out with it more, right? And, um, exactly. and risk is so important in um in our growth and you know risk is involved in being passionate about your life and yourself and the things that you want to be doing you're so right kelly i mean risk is involved in finding your passion i didn't know this was going to be passion of mine i just took a risk and got started Mm mm-hmm yeah. And so how did you court uh, your passion of movement? Well, I, like I said, I just had to go, right? And that was always something that I was afraid of doing, right? I was afraid because I thought I, didn't, I needed talent and I didn't have talent. I thought it was something I needed to know, learn how to do. And I didn't realize that it was something that I could just learn 
right? I thought that if you didn't know how to do it intuitively, then you just couldn't even try. And that's not the case. Mm -hmm. I have learned so much by trying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that a lot of the time what, what we learn in life is, is by trying. I think there are some things we can learn by watching, but I think that a lot of things in life are learned by getting out and doing them. It's in the process of doing them that we learn how to do them. And exactly, and it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what you look like when you do them. I mean, I had a neighbor once who said, oh, I saw you out jogging, and I thought I was running. They called it jogging. But it doesn't, didn't matter what they called it. It mattered what I thought of it. So you just need yeah. to get out and try. It doesn't matter if you feel silly or you even look silly. The important thing is you're doing it. Absolutely. And I think that that is definitely a risk for some people uh, to get out and do something new or uh, have a beginner's mindset or be okay with what the neighbors are thinking um, or whoever, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Or doing it on their own, right? Not having a buddy next to them Uh, because that's a challenge for me. Um, I, I don't like doing it by myself. And so it's, it's knowing, it's knowing those things about yourself and getting the support you need so that the risk isn't so risky, isn't so scary. So you do step out and you do try. I totally agree. Yeah. So when you're working with, uh, individuals, what is what is your the way that you how do you start off with them and how do you support them in in shifting that mindset? Well, we start off by setting goals, and that may seem a little weird if you don't know where you're headed. How can you set a goal? But on the flip side, a goal is a direction, and it gives you a sense of where you're going to start and what you're going to do, right? And you don't have to Mm -hmm. know how you're going to reach that goal in order to set the goal. The goal is to find out what motivates you and what really means something to you. And once you know what means something to you, you can find a way to get there. So even if you don't know the way to begin, right, That's where we come in as a group. The WIM community supports you in finding how to get there. But the most important thing is what it is you want to achieve because knowing that goal is going to make all the difference in how you get there. Mm -hmm. So once you have your goals, what comes next? After that, you need a plan. And no plan goes according to plan which sounds kind of counterintuitive, but you can figure that whatever your plan is, you've heard the expression, we make plans and God laughs. So whatever your Mm -hmm. plan is, you can figure something is going to go wrong. But first you start with the plan, and then you start with a healthy dose of flexibility and adaptability. So, for example, I am training for the Chicago Marathon, 
which I was planning to do in two, in October 2020. Well, the first laugh was 2020 happened. We all know about 2020. So yeah. the race didn't happen. I had to get over some lack of motivation. I wasn't, you know, it was hard to keep my discipline when I found out the race was postponed. I had a whole nother year to train, which I did. And then in June, with just four months to go, I sprained my ankle at a different trail race. So then I had to take some time off, which wasn't in my plan. And that put mm-hmm. me behind schedule. And so I had to adjust the schedule. And now I'm back on, my, on the plan. It's a new plan. It's not the original plan I started with. But I think I'm going to get there. I'm going to be ready this October 9th for the 2021 Chicago Marathon. But, of course, COVID may still be laughing at me. We, will never, we won't know until the 10th if it really happened. But I'm acting as if it will, and that's keeping me motivated and disciplined to get my runs in so that I am ready, as ready as possible, despite the ankle injury, making sure that I don't cause any more pain and don't do anything to derail my training. I'm still going to get to – I've got my plane ticket and my hotel reservation, and I'm hoping to get to Chicago this October. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So in those moments, like when you sprained your ankle, was there, was there something that, that you did to, um, to stay positive? Yep. Well, you get 30 seconds of oh shit moment, right? Yeah. But after that 30 seconds is up, then you got to develop a plan and what you're going to do. And my, the first step of my plan was to do everything I could to heal my ankle as quickly as possible. So I was soaking it in Epsom salt five and six times a day, doing stretches, staying off of it, right? I, mm-hmm. I stopped running, but I started doing all the things that I needed to do to make, it, make sure it healed as quickly as possible and didn't do anything that would make it take longer. For example, a lot of people try to keep running, right? And that, of course, is just going to make it take longer to heal. You got to give it the time it needs, and you got to be patient. And in the meantime, you develop a new plan that takes into account the new information you have. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds smart. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know when I um when I broke my knee in the beautiful wonderful 2020, it definitely <laughs> changed changed things for me as well, and I definitely took a lot more than 30 seconds to shift around. Um and and everything, but it did get to the point where when I was no longer in pain all the time, that I was able to shift my perspective around the situation and and get more positive and say, okay, how can I how can I do everything I need to do and still take care of myself and how can I act without um, 
you know, help, when can I do it myself, you know, kind of, you know, getting, um, getting that, that, uh, information going, uh, whatnot, and, um, really figuring out what's the best way I can support myself in, uh, in this journey of, of healing my knee. And, um, excitement galore terry has been able to join us and so terry we are talking about risking uh, or courting risk and um carla has been sharing with us a wonderful thing so we want to bring you in on the conversation and say hello hi there hi terry <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get to hear much of the conversation, but I'm all ears. Well, I'm so Go ahead. glad that you mentioned pain, Kelly, because so many people were taught that no pain, no gain. And I just want to let all of your listeners know that that is absolute BS. Pain is your body telling you to stop doing what you're doing. So listen to your body. Give it the respect that it deserves. And I'm so glad you did that with your knee, and I did that with my ankle. Pain is your body telling you to stop doing what you're doing. So don't work through the pain. Work around the pain. Look for ways that it isn't painful, right? We don't want anyone getting hurt. We don't want anyone being injured. And pain is a sign that your body isn't liking what you're doing. So you want to focus your mind on the sensation in your body. And, for example, if you take a step and that hurts, make sure that the next step you take doesn't hurt. Adjust your weight. Shift the way you're putting your foot down. Don't keep doing the same thing that's causing you pain. Because there is a misperception out there that you can just work through it, and that's just silly. That just teaches your body that you're not listening to it. And your body will eventually rebel from that. It's kind of like a baby. I say that it's a toddler, right? So if you have a toddler Mm -hmm. in bed and the toddler is crying because the toddler is hungry, and you say, that's okay, I'm not going to feed it, it will eventually stop crying, you as a mother of six know that that is not the case. You've got to address the So if you have not addressed the problem, don't force your body to keep doing what it's been doing. Give it what it needs. Yeah, I love that. And I I love how that's that's, uh, a metaphor that we can use for more than just our physical body, but for our emotional, spiritual, um, you know, bodies as well, that if we are having – emotional pain or mental pain that it's not just, oh, well, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to shove it down. I'm going to push it down. I'm going to, um, I'm going to feed it or I'm, you know, um, in the way of like excess, the belief feeding it to numb it, um, or, you know, whatever that might be instead of actually addressing the issue and stopping the behavior and, you know, seeking out support for um, a healing to take place and then being able to move forward. 
You are so right. Yeah, I love that, Kelly, because we were just uh, Mm -hmm. talking with – with a, a network that we're that we're both associated with, and someone was being really vulnerable in sharing their pain and their feelings, and she was able to receive so much support because she was not willing to just sit in that pain and and hold it all in her own space, but she was willing to share that with with our group, and we were able to to give her the space to feel the feeling and to uh, gather some hope and encouragement. From others because she was willing to listen uh, to that pain and it was emotional pain but uh, like Kelly said that you know we can really equate any kind of physical emotional spiritual social pain to to the to what you're saying you know you're you listen you listen to it and you feel it or you experience it or you ask for support you're willing to be vulnerable and then it can go through you and you can start to heal. So I, I love that uh, way that really works in, in every aspect of our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that a lot of the time we can, or I know I can uh, just try to ignore the pain that comes uh, when a situation goes uh, a different way or somebody says something hurtful or somebody does something hurtful and just justify it and push it away and, and ignore it. And when that happens, um, our body rebels, just like it would rebel against running, uh, moving on a broken knee or a sprained ankle. Um, it fights back and it says, no, you're not going to ignore me. And so I think that um, it's important for us to pay attention and stay aware of all the different aspects of our body and what it is telling us. Mm-hmm. So we're getting uh, low on time. Uh, so Terry, I want to give you the opportunity to say anything that you want to say about courting risk, and then I want to turn the time over to Carla to share uh, any information she would like to share about things that she has going on right now that our audience can take advantage of. Sure. I'm just really glad I got to listen to a little bit of Carla's wisdom. Um, I think courting risk, uh, is an interesting concept, an interesting use of vocabulary. When I think of risk, I think of my comfort zone, and I think of taking steps out of my comfort zone as courting risk at different, at different levels of intensity. So depending on my willingness to take a risk, I might take a very, very small stretch of a risk, something I know I can do but I'm not doing, or I may actually take a risk and try something that I, I have not done. And um, this, this uh, month we've been talking about, about passion and uh, how fear can uh, keep us from, from living in our, our, true, our true passion, our true heartfelt soul. And uh, I think in order to do that, risk is inherent. And so courting risk or taking risk or being aware and willing to step out of our comfort zone 
is a is an integral part of growth. And so, in order for us to grow, in order for us to um, attain our goals and our dreams, risks are a part of that journey. So, whether we uh, actively court them or we just uh, are willing to look at ways we can move out of our comfort zone toward risking, all of that is um, a forward movement in our journey. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, I love the word courting as well. I talked about that earlier. And just thinking about, you know, what does courting mean? And I know it's a word that people don't really use anymore. So if you say dating, let's date risk. You know, what is dating all about? It's about getting to know uh, getting to know risk and, you know, do we like hanging out with risk? Do we want risk to become a part of our, uh, a part of our lives? And um, the answer is yes, we do. We want risk to be a part of our lives. So Carla, I want to turn the time over to you now to share with our audience any upcoming things that they can take advantage of and how they can get a hold of you. Well, that is so fantastic. Thank you so much, Terry and Kelly, for sharing your viewpoint because, I mean, risk seems so scary, but then we've heard about the risk-reward trade-off, right? And you don't get the reward Mm -hmm. without taking the risk. So I'd like to encourage Mm -hmm. your listeners to join me for a walk, right? We all walk regularly. We all know how to walk, right? But saying that you're going to walk with the group with intention in order to start getting fit or continue your fitness journey, that may be a risk for some people, but we are a fun group of gals who make it so easy and so supportive to join us. And so you can find out more about our, our daily virtual group walk. You can join from anywhere. We meet via Zoom, and you can find out more on my at WimRunTheWorld.com. That stands for Women in Motion, WimRunTheWorld.com. And you can get the Zoom link. It's completely free. And the only risk you face in joining us is any risk you may perceive in your own heart. But we will be there to support you. And, of course, if you enjoy that, we have lots of programs on body mechanics to help you do it safely and comfortably and groups that will help you feel that you can reach whatever goal you set for yourself. Yeah, love that. And please uh, feel free to post about that in our group as well as on our Facebook page so that our listeners can easily find it. I will certainly do that. Great. So we want to, as we wrap up, we want to remind you all that the 12 Steps to Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. And you can find out more about Fearless Living at fearlessliving.org. You can find out more about what Terry and I are doing at fearlessgenerations.org. And I encourage you to go over there and check out um, under virtual events, Change Your Life, Uh, workshop. We have one coming up this Wednesday, 530 to 630 Pacific, and we'd love for you to all come. It is free, and we are going to be talking and teaching you about acknowledgement. 
So a massively powerful uh, tool that you can use in your life to increase your confidence in taking those risks so that you can live more the life that you want to live. We um, love having you here each week. Uh, We would love to hear from you. You can contact us through our Facebook, uh, through Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Um, And we appreciate you listening. We will be back next week at our normal time of 9 p.m. And until then, everybody, be fearless. Thank you, Carla. Thank you so much.